Hello and welcome to another episode of Ramones Mania, a podcast for Ramones fans by Ramones fan talking about the Ramones. I'm your host, Edie Thorazine, and this week my guest is none other than the one and only Marine Nicotine of the band Giant Eagles, of the band The Windowsill, and for a while there he was also a member of the Apers. Yeah, you know who he is. This is a good one. There's some really good stories in here and lots of fun times in this episode. Uh, Originally, this episode was going to be next week's episode, but I had to swap them around. But trust me, next week's episode is going to be one you'll want to keep as well. Trust me, it's it's really good. Just like this one. This one's rad too. But before we get stuck into this episode, I just want to let you know that if you you can follow the podcast on social media, there is an Instagram page, which is at Ramones Mania Podcast, and there's a Facebook page for you to interact with. I don't really use Facebook that often for anything, like not at all, because I hate it, but there's a page there that you can interact with, so... Yeah, but if you want to get in touch with me, you can always email me at RamonesManiaPodcast at gmail.com. Awesome. Man, I've been listening to so much good music uh, this week as well. There's just so many good bands and so many good records out there. I'm really excited for that uh, split seven inch between the Jasons and the Black Russians. Uh, that's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Good times. Anyway, back to Marianne. This is kind of a weird one because I met the guy fleetingly back at the Stardom Bash in 2002 without even knowing. I didn't know who he was. Uh, I mean, I met all the guys in the Apers as they were playing that night, but I didn't know who any of them were except for Kevin. Kevin was the only one that I did know because I had some Apers music uh, given to me by Stardom Records for the old zine that I used to write. So I was just excited to be chatting to all these bands about um, Australian stuff because I was fanboying over their bands and they were like fanboying over the fact that I was from Australia because they love Australian punk music like Radio Birdman and The Saints and The Hard-Ons and stuff like that. So they're sort of like the bands we were talking about. I wasn't paying any attention to who was actually the names of the people. I mean, they probably told me at the time and I just forgot because, you know, 2002 is a long time ago. But anyway, crazy. I know. That's the story though. Uh, but yeah, they, they all the bands that played that night, I've said this before, were amazing. I have got video footage of it and I'm going to get it uploaded soon. I'm still waiting on the conversion software and all that that I ordered. I don't know what's taking so long, but it, it, yeah, it should have been here ages ago when it's not here. So, uh, But looking at the tracking number, it looks like it has been sent and it's in the country, but God knows where it is. So I'll hold out a little bit longer and if, uh, if it doesn't turn up, I'll uh, cancel the thing and reorder something from somewhere else. But... You know, fingers crossed, it arrives soon. Anyway, back to the music. If you're yet to discover the windowsill or Giant Eagles, uh, you should probably change that because both bands are solid and have dished out great records. And if you're getting into Giant Eagles now, you're in luck because there's only two albums, so you don't have a lot to collect in the back catalogue. The windowsill have got a few more things out, so it's a little bit harder. Especially if you live here in Australia, you're probably not going to find their records anywhere, but you can order them online from Shield Records and... Uh, you know, uh, Stardom and Striped and Mum's Basement and all that sort of stuff. So uh, get on there and, and buy all the stuff. So I should say a shout out now to Shield Recordings who actually organised this interview for me because 
I didn't have contact details for Marine Nicotine and they were the guys that put me in touch. Shield Records put me in touch with them. So I appreciate that Shield. If anyone's listening to this that doesn't know Shield Recordings, go there and buy all their stuff. And also there is a split seven inch between Not Scientists and the Hard-Ons released on Shield Records. And you should probably buy that too because that is awesome. But anyway, as I was saying, Windows Seal and Giant Eagles. The two bands sound totally different which is cool, yet they still fall under that same banner of what we call Ramones Core, quote-unquote. Yes, I'm using air quotes because I'm that guy. But I discovered the window seal through a split 7-inch that they did with the new Rochelles because years ago on my old podcast, I actually had Rookie Rochelle on, and then afterwards he hooked me up with some records that he was involved with, and that's how I discovered the window seal. And they instantly blew me away. Just uh, It was just wild. I was like, oh, my God, this band is so good. So many catchy tunes, and then uh, I just had to buy it all, and I'm only missing like two things now. But hopefully, I'll be able to fill those gaps. But then we have Giant Eagles. Man, I got to tell you something. Like, when I was flicking through the, the Instagram, and I saw that album cover pop up with the eagle in the leather jacket, I was like, what the fuck is this? I need to know what this is immediately. Like I just had to. And so I jumped on the Bandcamp page and I listened to it and I was blown away. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I was like, this is so fucking good. And so I ordered the record and uh, here we are today. That brings us to Ramones Mania, where I have now got Marine Nicotine on the show to chat about all things Ramones. So grab yourself a drink, uh, sit back, put your feet up, and enjoy this interview because it goes for like, you know, about an hour, about an hour, over an hour. It's got some music chucked in and stuff like that to guide you along the way. So uh, I hope you like it. So thank you so much for listening. Once again, I really appreciate all the people that have been supporting this show and have been writing to me, telling me that they're enjoying it or, you know, things. And I do apologize for the sound problems with Jay Prozac's thing last week. Uh, we did try and fix it up as best as we could, but it was still hard to do. I don't know what went wrong. I think it was I had to pump up the volume on his end to hear him clearly. And uh, in doing that, it just recorded a lot of air as well as him. So that's why you hear the air or static or whatever you want to call it. So I do apologize for that, but I can assure you that's not happening this week. Awesome. And that's no shade to Joe Prozac. Uh, <laughs> he was a rad dude and we, you know, we got through it. it. It was new technology to him. So to do that interview on Skype, but we got there, man, we got there. Awesome. So like I said, grab all those things, sit back, put your feet up and enjoy this episode of Ramones Mania with Marine Nicotine.
got to say thanks so much for doing this. I know that, um, you know, you've had a chaotic morning, uh, but it's you're here now. And that's the most mm-hmm. important thing. And I really appreciate you taking the time to do this because it's a Saturday afternoon and there's a million things you could be doing on a Saturday afternoon rather than sitting here talking to me about the Ramones. So, yeah, yeah I appreciate it, man. Cool. And thank you for uh, for having me. You uh, you contacted Petion from the label, right? Yes. Uh, Shield School. Yeah, because uh, I, I got your records and fuck, man, they blew me away. So I needed to have you on the show. I mean, especially... When I got to the end of your first record, I was yeah. immediately just so fucking hooked. That last song, that Bye Bye Baby, is like the greatest song ever. And if I still <laughs> made mixtapes, that would be the last song I put on a mixtape if I made mixtapes. Oh, yeah? yeah, man. It's, it's got good. that perfect finale uh, sound to it. Everything about it, the, just how the fact that it's really Ramones and that it busts into that big harmony bit at the end, it's a yeah. perfect mixtape ending song. So, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you for do- for writing it. I appreciate it. <laughs> cool. And I'm just wondering, were you in the ape? I know you're in the apers. What were you in the band in 2002? Were you in the apers at that time? Uh, geez, yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I quit in 2007, so I was there in 2002. Yes. Awesome. And were you at the uh, Stardom Records bash in uh, in Germany in August 16th or whatever it was on Popcom that year playing guitar? Did we play there? Then I played the guitar. No, yeah. yeah, you yeah. did. Yeah, I know. I was at that show. <laughs> ah, really? Yeah. Okay. I think, cool. I think we spoke for like uh, a couple of minutes. Uh, it would have just been fleetingly because I met everybody in the Apers that night. So I I would ah. say that we've met before. <laughs> oh wow! Cool. First, it's like a really long time ago, and I also know that we we were just like I don't know, like drinking a lot, and uh, I just can't. Phew, I don't even remember a lot of that uh, that period. Uh, actually, I don't know what kind of impression I gave you, but uh, I was having a party uh, back then. Uh, I know for sure. So, <laughs> well, you'd be thankful to know that I have uh, a couple of songs on video. I filmed a couple of songs oh, really? from every band that night. Yeah, I'm gonna upload. I'm just waiting on the. Uh, conversion equipment to arrive and then as soon as i've got it i'm putting it all up onto youtube wow cool so from 2002 wow that's, yeah from that show really cool. from the stardom's records bash at popcom because uh, i filmed uh, like two or three songs from every band that night wow which which bands played well the first us? band was dirt shakes and then it was sonic yeah. dolls then it was maybe you guys and then it was the yeah. mangies and finishing with the peewees wow great lineup yeah cool fucking killer lineup man it was awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the time of my life so <laughs> so and you were in europe you know for holiday or for jobs or what, what, no, what, what backpacking you know like uh, i went to europe for three months and and then yeah. i went to italy to see manowar play at the gods of metal yeah. festival because why would you not do that you know <laughs> i know <laughs> it makes perfect we sense to, uh, yeah <laughs> cool and, and then after that, I went on tour once. with the uh, Marky Ramones band, uh, the Marky Ramone and the Speed Kings. I went on tour with him for a, a, a few shows, and then oh, yeah. uh, went back to England and saw the Wild Hearts. And then I went over to uh, f- to Germany for Popcom and saw Turbo Negro at Bizarre Festival. And then oh, yeah. um, I saw you guys as well. Wow, great, great backpack backpacking trip. Oh, it was amazing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. fucking awesome. So awesome. Well. Let's get into it uh, now that we've uh, reintroduced ourselves. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, the first question I have to ask you, uh, Maureen, like I ask everybody this and everyone's story is always different. So I'm, I'm intrigued to hear yours. Uh, but yeah. uh, the, do you remember 
the first time that you ever heard the Ramones and what your immediate reaction was? Yeah, I do remember because the, the actually the first record I uh, listened to from the Ramones was uh, Acid Eaters, so the cover album. That was the the only record they had in our library uh, at, at, in the village I, I used to live with my mom. And that was the only record I could, you, you, you know, uh, back back when you could still like borrow CDs from the library and listen at home and then you have to take them back after a while. <laughs> so Acid Eaters was the first record I, I heard by the Ramones. And I also was uh, already into like Green Day and Screeching Weasel and the Queers and bands like that. And then they played like a lot of songs on that record. I knew from the original artist because, you know, uh, through my dad, I was also pretty familiar with the 60s with the with the birds and with the you know uh bands that were that they covered on uh, on acid eaters mm -hmm. so it was kind of like ah so these these songs are just really uh good and the, the band that's playing them they look really cool so yeah uh, that was the first time i i, I heard the ramones and i uh, and they of course they sounded a little bit like the bands I was listening to the punk rock bands, you know, like uh, what I said, like Green Day or um, or Screeching Weasel and the Queers. And uh, yeah, one and one. Uh, how do you say that? What's the expression here? Uh, it all made sense. So, yeah, the, the, the pieces, uh, the puzzle pieces uh, fell into place like yeah. that. Then after that, I think uh, we saw this documentary, uh, The Year Punk Broke. You know that one? Yeah, that's yeah, that's a great documentary. Uh, Nirvana and Sonic Youth and they were all on this big festival and then all of a sudden the Ramones also play somewhere and then there's some shots in there from from those guys and I thought wow they they who are these guys you know and uh, that's that's and then I started collecting the records and uh, yeah it made made so much sense to listen to the song structures or uh, listen to the, the 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 topics of the the songs it it, it just uh, it was the missing uh, the missing link at that moment for uh, for me when i was when i was you know i don't know how old i was like maybe 16 or something and uh, that was that was just a great way of getting introduced to this uh, this band and then all of a sudden you uh, you find out that everybody loves this band you know like all the, all the, all the guys that you look up to or that you want to learn from is what yeah it's just it's it's just such a such a combining factor uh, of the of the whole scene is uh, yeah this these four guys or five guys or six guys counting all the drummers and uh, bass players but uh, yeah so that's my uh, my first memory of the Ramones yeah
that's an interesting album to start on as well. Acid yeah, is like yeah. it's completely different to everything else they ever did because a lot of those songs are like they picked up you know some really psychedelic stuff and whatever you know it's like and they remoted them they turned them into their own songs but it's such an interesting album to start on you know on on a covers record oh, yeah. but yeah it's I it's, know I know and especially also through those songs you know like. Uh, What's the the first uh, uh, journey to the center of your uh, your tune. mind? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that is uh, like then you you go to the the, the nugget boxes, the, the the 60s nugget boxes, yep. and all those songs are from there. And so many new bands came out of uh, out of that uh, that album. Actually, it was uh, like a, a mini encyclop- encyclopedia of uh, great bands. You know, like seven uh, seven and seven, like love. And uh, I don't know. It was uh, yeah. I loved it. I loved it. I really loved it. So, yeah. And of course, substitute by the Who. And um, I don't know. Yeah. It is. It's kind of a weird, uh, a weird uh, introduction to uh, to the Ramones for me. But it it, it worked out. I mean, of course. Uh, yeah. Like I, I think that uh, Acid Eaters was an interesting record, just in the fact that you wondered why the Ramones needed to do a covers album. Like that was always like, why, what, what is the need for doing a covers album? But then when yeah. you listen to it and you realize what they did with the songs, it's kind of like, well, it makes sense really. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it does make sense. Like, Even though a lot of people don't like that record, I think there's some fucking really killer tunes on it. Oh yeah. I, no, I like that record a lot also because it was, it brings back memories of me uh, living in that village with my mom and, uh, you know, like, like it reminds me of my youth and that's also always a, a, a nice feeling, you know, yeah, like, for sure. it's like music, uh, links you to, uh, some, uh, moments in your past and not many records have that. And, but this record has it, but also, you know, like uh, nevermind Nirvana, but also, um, I mean, um, uh, Anthem for a New Tomorrow, like Switching Weasel. There's there's some 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 albums that directly put me back where I was at the the first time I listened to them. You know, yeah. And that's uh, the only music can do that, and maybe books. But who reads books anyway, right? <laughs> well, one thing uh, that you did bring up there was um, Nirvana's Nevermind. I've I did hear this uh, a long time ago, and it really made me think about music in general. And it was like someone had made the comment that you can base music life before and after Nevermind. Like that is a turning point in musical history that has changed everything since. Which when I started thinking about that, I was like, kind of makes sense. Even though I'm not the biggest Nirvana fan, I don't hate them. I'm just not the biggest fan. But like that album had such a big impact on the world. And it really allowed radios to to allow, you know, that screaming vocal to actually yeah. be on the radio. Before that, it was always like a bit more cleaner. Like you had um, probably the, you know, you had your, your, all the hair bands and all that sort of stuff. And they were doing, you know, their vocals were very clean unless it's like Bang Tango or something. But, you know, like it's, it just seemed like that they just said, right, that's it. We're going to fucking change everything. Rope, it's, it was awesome. It up. Yeah, you, you're, you're right. Uh, the funny thing is like what you said about Nirvana, uh, like there's some uh, stuff before it and after it, you know, like there, there's also a quote. I don't know if you know if it's a quote, but uh, Little Stevie, you know, Little Steven from uh, from uh, Bruce Springsteen, mm-hmm. uh, the E Street Band. Yep. He has that uh, he has that uh, radio show like for for like the Underground Garage. It's called like for mm-hmm. years now. And I think he also he, he just mentions there. He, he mentioned like there is, you have the Ramones, and there's some good 
stuff before the Ramones and some good stuff after the Ramones. But it all centers, you know, the, the, the Ramones are the, the center of, uh, of his universe also. So it's funny that uh, you mentioned that about Nirvana and uh, you could also say that about the Ramones actually. You know. I, yeah, like the the guitar sounds that we've he- we've heard on every album since the Ramones. That's Johnny Sound, you know. Just yes. that playing style, that the you know the buzzsaw sound that we hear. You know, so many bands did take it and run with it, and it's very interesting to see the cultural uh, movement and shift that they had without them even realizing they had it. You know, because mm-hmm. the Ramones yeah. never thought never saw themselves as pioneers or being you know, game changes or anything. They just, you know, they. I, I get the feeling they never, ever f- found out how appreciated they were until way too late in their game, you yeah, know? Yeah, so. that's what I think. So that's what I think too. Uh, the funny thing is I, uh, I'm recording now with a, with a new band, uh, which is in the works, so to speak. And uh, we uh, we wanted to do like the, the palm mute thing of Johnny, like the... <laughs> You know that? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Like, it's not also easy. Like, wow, this is actually kind of really hard to do it. So on the on the count, it's like uh, your your hand and your brain. Like, oh, it, it was quite difficult to get like a couple of bars of music on there for the first time. And I was like, why didn't I do this earlier or practice this earlier? You know, and uh, <laughs> also like it's, it's such a signature. Uh, way of palm muting, yeah, it feels like he invented that too without even trying or it was just the way he did it, I, I think, you know. Yep. Let's palm mute. I'm doing it like this. Okay, cool. You invented a whole new way of palm muting, which is also pretty cool, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. It's uh, his, his style is... It's amazing, and they never really got the credit for it until way, you know, after they broke up, people started realizing it. But, you know, when they were together, I don't think people really realized what they had, you know. I mean, certain bands did, obviously. Like, you know, it seemed like uh, every time Debbie Harry said something, she was raving about how much she loved the Ramones. And so there were certain people who got it right from the go and would champion it forever. You know, there was definitely bands out there that did it and championed it and realized the importance of the band. But then, you know, once punk broke in 94 with Green Day and The Offspring and that, it seemed like people were saying, oh, you know, the bands were saying, I'm influenced by Green Day. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. changed everything. It was like, well, hang on a second. Green Day just were influenced by the Ramones. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, by then they were, of course, they were, you know, kind of old and maybe a little, uh, it's it's always difficult, I guess, uh, you know, when the Be- when the Beatles broke up, George Harrison was, I guess, only 29, but he was seen as a as an old rock star, you know. And uh, Lou Reed, who was coming on the scene then, was older, but was, you know, fresher. And uh, it's funny how, how such a long uh, living career can also, you know, make you kind of moldy. I don't know how to say this. <laughs> I know what say you this, mean. Uh, <laughs> but and that's also like uh, yeah, sad. Of course, that that they didn't uh, get that whole uh, Green Day crowd behind them or whatever, you know, offspring, like what you said. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember where? Like, I mean, when you said before that you know you're into Green Day and all that before you got into the Ramones, were you into Green Day or were you listening to Green Day before the punk rock explosion happened? Because when I've spoken to people about that, it is like the fucking weirdest thing to experience how you were listening to this music that no one fucking gave a shit about and everybody hated you, and then all of a sudden overnight everyone had green hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I know. Um, I guess um, what's the one before? Dookie is Kerplunk, right? Yes, yes, yeah, Kerplunk, yeah. Yes, 
yeah, we uh, we listened to that, but it wasn't until uh, Dookie, and it was on the it was on MTV all the time that we really got into. I mean, for, I'm speaking for myself now that I really got into uh, into it. And the funny thing is, I don't even like. I don't even think Dookie is such a. Well, I don't know if I should say this. I like other Green Day records uh, better than uh, than Dookie, but still, it was such a. You had something to talk about with everybody all of a sudden. You know, it was like in the high school I was in. Uh, like what you said, everybody had green hair. I didn't have green hair. I don't think my mom. Well, maybe she would have allowed it, but I don't. I don't really <laughs> had the had the need to dye my uh, hair green. But still. Uh, there were a lot of more, uh, you know, like those wallet change all of a sudden and uh, t-shirt pumas and t-shirts, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It was a great, like what you said, a great time for uh, for music and also for 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 punk rock music. So uh, yeah, cool. <laughs>
it was a, definitely an experience to watch it like blow up the way it did because yeah. you know like it you're sitting there telling people like I remember sitting in my art class uh you know in in school and I'd 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 got the uh, not the, the a slappy EP taped for me. Yeah. A guy yeah. Re- recorded it for me because he, there's this Aussie band, which I don't know if you've heard of them or not, but they're called Rat Cat. And if you haven't heard them, check out the album Tingles because it'll blow your mind. But anyway, Rat Cat released uh, an EP way back in the, the 80s, early 80s, I mean mid-80s, a self-titled EP, and I couldn't find it anywhere. But I really liked Rat Cat, but I just couldn't find this one record. So I went into the record store I usually went to, which is a punk store, and said, hey, can you yeah. record that for me? Because he had it. He goes, yeah, yeah. So I dropped it off on a Saturday, went back the next Saturday and picked it up. And on the end of that Rat Cat EP, he'd put the Green Day slappy EP on there because he knew that, he go, well, if you like Rat Cat, you're going to like Green Day because they do sound yeah. kind of similar.
And then uh, I went home and I listened to the Ratka EP and I was stoked. Then on comes, you know, Paper Lanterns. And I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is incredible. <laughs> and the next day, next week, I went back and I said, dude, that Green Day band, do they have anything else? And he said, oh, they've got an album out and a seven inch. And so I bought everything yeah. I could find. And it was just like, oh my God, this band is amazing. And then I'd go back to school the next, you know, and tell people, you've got to hear this band Green Day. And everyone was like, that sounds like shit, turn it off. <laughs> yeah, because it, it wasn't like really uh, loud or uh, heavy like uh, like other bands, and it wasn't uh, punky enough probably. And it was, you know, it's it's such a small uh, niche of uh, what is considered good, and all of a sudden that that whole thing changed. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's a good good way of, of telling the story, man. Yeah, cool. I yeah, I thought was... about it like. It was so strange. And then once 94 rolled around, the, you know, same people are going, hey, can you tape me that Green Day record? I'm like, no, how can you, you can fuck off. <laughs> you guys would slag me off a lot telling you about Green Day. Now that they're popular, you want me to tape it for you? No. <laughs> so, not, not anymore, no. Yeah. Cool. But it was, yeah, I, I get what you say. I think uh, Kaplunk is a much better record than, uh, than Dookie as well. So that's just my opinion. I like Dookie, but Kaplunk shits all over it as a record. So yeah, and I also, and this is not a very popular opinion. I also like the the the, the last couple of uh, uh, records, you know, where they have the really big sound and uh, the overly produced uh, records. I actually like them also a lot. You Absolutely, know, um, fuck yeah! I don't even I don't even know what the, what the latest record is, but I. Uh, let me just father of all motherfuckers is the latest one yeah oh the latest one yeah that they that, therefore uh, they did a, a different uh, producer for that one right yeah like, that butch uh, walker uh, i i also like it but it's kind of uh, like off a little bit off i find it but i also like revolution radio and stuff like that you know and uh, of course the uh, american idiot album and uh, 21st century breakdown i'm just i'm just wikipedia i'm so i'm 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 kind of cheating, but I still I wanna I wanna name those albums a little bit because I I ordered them to get them on vinyl too. You know, mm-hmm. the only one that's hard to find is Warning or really expensive, but whatever. <laughs> those last, I mean, I know a lot of people kind of they don't like the big production sound, but you know what? I'm I'm with you. I love the last few records, especially on those uh, those Una Dos Trays set that they released with the the three albums. There, some of the songs yeah. on there are so fucking good and just as good as anything they've ever done in their career. And mm. like the, a song like X Kid, or, you know, is just absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> Did you wake up late one day and you're not so young, but you're still dumb and you're numb to your glory, but now it's gone. I fell in love, but it didn't catch your fall. Then I crashed to a wall, then I fell to pieces on the floor. Now you're sick to death. Who cares? Probably would, but I 
listen to those records and I think like why do people hate these records these records are great yeah. like, it just sounds like Green Day what do you want them to do yeah, not sound like I, Green Day like the Green Day <laughs> yeah I know but maybe it's like what happened you know they're also around for like almost uh, what is it 30 years now I guess even longer even I think longer. yeah yeah even Long, longer now 35 years maybe maybe uh, the same thing is happening to them uh, what happened to uh, the Ramones uh, you know like uh, people don't uh, don't want to listen to it anymore I don't know I don't know I don't know. Yeah, who knows? But I still love Green Day, and I, I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I champion that band, you know, because I've been into them for so long that to give up on them now seems pointless. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, at least you're loyal. That's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, it's, there's some bands that you know, like you get into too late, and then you find out they've got like you know, 20 releases out, and it's just like I can't be fucked. I really can't be fucked yeah. going to try and find all twenty releases. Like I just don't have, I don't have the patience because I'm. I have a problem. Whereas if I start liking a band, I have to have everything. So yeah. I've got that problem. That's what I do with you with your music. Is uh, I've got to try and collect everything. Thank God, right. uh, Giant Ingles only has two records. Man, fuck, you've made that easy.
Well, we're now we're not really moving, but we're uh, we got a couple of songs, just demo things for the third record. Awesome. Which which is probably going to take another uh, couple of years, but still, we're 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 trying. So. Yeah, that record, I mean, that band in general has been getting hailed, you know, as some sort of quote-unquote super group. Like, how do you feel about that title being applied to it? Um, I don't I don't mind. I, I, mean, uh, <laughs> the, 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 I mean, the scene, well, maybe that's just me thinking too small, but the scene that we're from, all the guys that are in the band have a long tradition and... Uh, uh, with being in good bands so uh, although in a in a small scene that nobody cares about but still yeah i like i like to think of them as super guys so super group yeah i don't know i don't i don't mind i think it's okay and we <laughs> i was just thinking more of a like you know if there's like a certain pressure that comes along with it that you know you've got these quote unquote big names of that scene in this one band that there's a lot of pressure like we have to be you know people are expecting so much from us now like if it's if you feel that sort of uh, pressure or anxieties or anything with it when you're putting together an album or something, I think yeah, of course. Uh, like uh, the, the the first record was an unexpected uh, hit, and I think also uh, apart from the music, which was uh, you know uh, carefully crafted and carefully uh, we, we 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 spend a lot of time on it, but still also the whole package, you know, the the cover art was really good and. I think uh, that all came together, and uh, the the few people who who got the first record straight away uh, were uh, were really happy with it. Of course, there was a little pressure of us topping that or equaling. Uh, is that an English word? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. The first record with the, with the second album, but after a while and after hearing the songs, and you know, uh, we were confident of at least uh, hitting it. Uh, in the right spot, you know, uh, at least for for the guys or the the girls who who liked the, the the first album. So, no, there is actually no 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 pressure. We're not also not really doing anything as a band, right? Where we had one live show, and that got cancelled last year because of the the virus, of course. And we're gonna uh, repeat that uh, hopefully in 2021. But I wouldn't be surprised if that you know it's it's such a uncertain. Um, Times. I don't know. How is Australia, by the way? With the coronavirus? Uh, well, where I yeah. am, I'm in, uh, I'm in Melbourne, which is uh, under stage four restrictions. So really. basically means we have a curfew uh, at night. We, we have to, you know, people can't be out on the streets after 9 p.m. Basically, we can't leave five, more than five kilometers from our home unless it's to work and you've got a work permit that allows you to go further than five kilometers. And oh, yeah. uh, our borders are closed, so we can't go into state. Uh, which is kind of unfortunate because my, all my family's in a completely different city in another state, and I oh, yeah. we d- we just had a death in the family, uh, a f- you know, a few weeks ago, and I couldn't even go to the funeral. So oh, that's, that's how tight the restrictions wow. are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's 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 super tight. I mean, uh, that's a whole lot uh, tighter than here in uh, in the Netherlands. But we're losing control at the moment. Uh, so I think this weekend uh, there's going to be. Uh, you know, new restrictions going to be announced, I guess, because uh, especially the city I am in, in Rotterdam, a lot of infections, a lot of uh, positive tests, you know, it's like um, it's getting out of hand. And the first wave, we kind of did okay, I don't know. And now this second wave is, uh, well, it's not literally killing us yet, but uh, there are fewer people in the hospital than in the first wave, but still, uh, yeah, it's not going uh, very well. That sucks. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's such a shame because, you know, like the world as we know it is so fucking different now to what it was a year ago or even like, in, you know, like to like late last year. Actually, I, I you know what, something I did uh, read, you know, not that long ago that was really bizarre was um, the band Gang of Four. Uh, yeah. How when when Andy passed away, they reckon that he may have had one of the earliest cases of coronavirus because the band had toured China, and he'd gotten sick while he was oh, on really? that tour. So that's fucking oh man, like it's so fucked. This virus sucks, absolutely yeah. fucking sucks, and it's ruining everything, especially for us yeah. who love creating art. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody seems to appreciate that at the moment. And also the people uh, doing it uh, are considered, uh, yeah, you might want to change uh, uh, careers, uh, son. You know, it's like, uh, well, I, I, I just heard like, uh, I think uh, the, some lord in the UK said you all should get a different job or something, you know, at a, a conservative Tory uh, MP. And the, the amount of money uh, going through the entire entertainment business is like huge, and that would also like disappear if the creative geni- geniuses are uh, going uh, bankrupt or uh, change careers. You know, it's like mm. so short-sighted. But yeah, I don't know what I would do if I would had to run a country. But still, yeah, it's it's fucking weird times, man. And it must be like it it must be hard for someone like you. I mean, to hear something like that because you're in like 200 bands which possibly makes yeah. it pretty hard for you to, you know, I can't give up all this, you know, I've got too much going on. So <laughs> Yeah, well, the, still, the, 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 the funny thing is, though, uh, when I quit the Apers, I never, uh, I quit because I was tired of touring, actually, you know, not because I was tired of making music. So I uh, decided for myself not to be in a band anymore with so many obligations to uh, promote a record or to go on tour or have to be financially dependent on touring. We, you know, with my other band, The Windowsill, we just, we we don't, we play six shows a year at Tops and uh, Giant Eagles, we we, we don't even play live shows except for the one that got got canceled. And we might do that one festival in Italy again. That was, that was, uh, I was talking about that show uh, for uh, 2021, the Raduno Festival. I don't know if you heard yeah, of that I, I want to go there so bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no. Well, if you go next year, we'll we'll be there. Um, and after that, I don't think uh, we'll do shows because also, you know, the 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 guy who sings, Simon. Well, and all the other guys also have like busy bands, and they wanna. They, 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 there's just not so much time for everything, you know. Yeah. This is a long, very long story and confusing. I'm sorry, but still, I don't mind the, uh, sitting at home and just. I got a job at a newspaper. Uh, we do. Uh, I, I can do that perfectly behind uh, behind my laptop, nice. like we're doing this now. So, but I, I see and I I, I feel for other uh, creatives that this is not a good time. Of course not. No, yeah. uh, I'm in a position uh, where I've put myself that I can sit this one out. Yeah. Even if it takes another yeah. year. 
you are lucky. You're definitely lucky to have a work from home job. Um, I, I, I'm actually lucky. I've got one of those too. So uh, I feel very lucky during this time. But I, I do know people who are really fucking doing it hard. And it sucks. Yeah. You know, it sucks to see people that you know who are totally creative go through this. They don't have a job now. And the depression is actually overbearing their creative talent. And so while. Yeah. While others could be using all this free time to be, you know, creating art and writing music, the depression from not having a job and not knowing what the future is and having to live off unemployment benefits or whatever uh, is just overpowering of their talent. Yeah. And so they're not creating because they're so depressed. Yeah. It's a real yeah. shame. Hopefully yeah. next year things will, you know, will get better. I have I did say that if something happens, a, mirac- a miracle happens and – you know, we we can get rid of something or at least get on top of this virus with vaccines and stuff and Raduno yeah. does happen, then I'll I'll wanna get over there for Raduno because it seems like it's the perfect place to be. So for this sort of music. Yeah. I mean like uh, uh Huntington's are playing next year probably, you know. Like they were on the bill uh, also. Also one of my uh, you know, like uh great band. You know, the Get Lost album, I like that so much, you know. Mm-hmm. good band yeah one band i've never seen live obviously i don't think they've ever toured australia so i'm you know we just have to live off knowing the albums <laughs> yeah so, yeah well one thing i wanted to ask you as well since we have been talking about concerts and live shows have you ever seen 
any of the Ramones in concert, either yeah. solo yeah. Or, or as the actual Ramones? We saw, I, saw, I saw the Ramones in 96. Uh, I guess that was the last tour they did in the nice. Netherlands. And me and, uh, and Kevin from the Apers and uh, Evo, also like a drummer, we went there and um, yeah, it was awesome. And we also uh, handed out flyers for an Apers show. I remember that. But still, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was great. Great to see. I mean, did you see the Ramones live? Is a is a is a question asked by uh, by many. You know, yep. like, uh, and uh, some of us have to say no. I was too young, or, but we 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 saw those that last uh, that last show, and after that, I saw we played with Didi Ramone, uh, I guess twice in uh, in Germany. And nice. That was also a to- totally bizarre evening, and they were he was like he had a really young girlfriend. I remember and. We were smoking uh, a joint in the backstage and my father, who was also always, because he lived in Germany, he was also there and he was smoking a joint with Didi Ramon and I was like, what the hell is happening here, you know? <laughs> like, uh, it was uh, such a weird thing. And uh, I mean, uh, and then uh, Marky uh, was on some stardom bashes also, uh, stardom rumbles, I guess, or maybe, uh, but he was in Rotterdam also a couple of times. and. Yeah, the other guys, I've never, no, they, they, uh, you know, Joey didn't, he didn't, tour, did he tour with his solo stuff? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I think he just did shows in New York, you know, yeah. like, I mean, I've got one of them on vinyl, like a, a show, uh, like a bootleg, and it might be his last okay. concert or something like that. It's a bootleg on record. That's all I've got, so. <laughs> uh, and of course, we played with uh, Windows, so we played with, uh, on the Raduno, with CJ, uh, who's also there, and he, uh, nice. He was very. Uh, he gave us a really a cool compliment, and uh, he wanted to, he wanted a shirt, and of course I gave him a shirt, and he was he's wearing that sometimes in pictures. Uh, you know, I, I, that's also was pretty cool to uh, to talk with him uh, a little. You know, and he's also really close to those Manjis guys from Italy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so uh, it was all like one, uh, yeah, big family thing, uh, which is of course uh, this 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 whole at least in Europe this whole scene but still it was cool to see um to see cj and he's playing on that first record i ever heard from the ramones the acid eaters he's already the bass player so it was uh fucking sings the first song on the record how cool is that yeah 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 yeah. you're right you're right he's singing on there too i i I often forget that he uh you know also uh on is that on adios amigos i don't know the the crusher King of yep. the Ring, I know yep. which album that is. He is also doing uh, vocals on that one, right? I yep. like that song a lot. So, That's a fucking killer song. Cool. Have you heard the original on the uh, D.D. King, the rap album? How he's got the original of The Crusher on there? Have you heard that? Oh, oh no, no, no. I don't even, uh, I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, cool. it's, it's that out. it sounds just like the version that's on uh, Adios Amigos. I mean, obviously, Adios Amigos is way more produced and it's heavier and and probably a little bit faster. But you, you can see, like, nothing really changed in the structure or anything like that. It pretty much is, yeah. you know, kept, you know, the way Didi wrote it. Got my eyes on the Russian pair, gonna tear him up 
might have to use on that punk. He starts singing the Russian anthem. I'm gonna jump him before the bell rings. Cause people are cheering for D.B. King. Got the hardest hold you can put it in one. If you're my victim, you're beaten. I'm a lean, mean, fight machine. It's great. It's, I mean, a lot of people write that rap album off. I mean, that that's not a rap song, and it's but it's on there. So it just goes to show you, you know, Diddy was just touching everything, I guess. <laughs> putting his yeah. putting his hand into everything to try and you know try lots of different things. So yeah, Diddy, man, Jesus. I mean, that 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 those. I, I guess it was two shows in Germany. I can't remember, but uh, man, it was like he was already like losing it at that moment, you know. <laughs> like on stage, I don't know. Yeah, it was it was it was cool and weird to see it, you know. And I don't know, but then the whole thing in the backstage, that was just too cool to uh, to. I don't know. It was a great evening. I remember some parts of it. It was um, yeah, D.D. King man, D.D. Ramon. Yeah, cool. <laughs> That's so rad. I never got to uh, to meet D.D. I've only ever met C.J. Markey and Richie, but man, I, I mean. I, I know people who have met Didi and they would tell me the most bizarre stories about him. They said he was the most interesting character, you know, like, and that's yes. pretty much what he was. He was a character. He wasn't a person. He was more of a character. So. <laughs> it's also, it was like early 2000s, I guess, also. Yeah, this, well, he uh, passed away when I was in Italy in 2002 on that trip, on that backpacking trip. Like, there was a day after Manowar because I saw 
because uh, I think he, he died on the 6th of June and Manowar was on the 5th. And uh, I just remember it being like, uh, we went record shopping in Milan the day after the yeah. Gods of Metal Festival and we, we stepped out of the uh, record store and my friend uh, said to me, he goes, oh, I've got some news for you and you're not going to like it. And I said, what's that? And then he told me, he goes, oh, Didi Ramon passed away last night. And I was like, what the fuck? And I just yeah. freaked out. I was, you know, I was like, no. And I just like, this can't be tr- fucking happening. And then I, when I went on tour with Marky, like the, a few weeks later, for his yeah. uh, the the Speed King show in the in the Netherlands, uh, I said yeah. to him, where, "What? Where was that in the Netherlands, by the way?" I saw three shows. So I saw uh, you're going to laugh at the way I pronounce these towns because I don't know how to pronounce them properly. I'm Australian, yeah. so just think of a, me saying them with an Australian accent is is as best as I'm going to do. Eskendi, uh, Enschede, yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Hardenburg, yeah, uh, maybe, yeah. And uh, Appledorn. Appledorn. Yeah. Okay. I don't think. No, I don't think I will be. I was there at one of those shows. Okay. Doesn't matter. And then after that show, yeah, he wanted to tell something. Yeah, I, I saw Marky and I asked him. I said, "What happened?" And he said, "I don't know, man." He goes, "As far as I knew, he was clean." That's what he said. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you know, it was just a shock to everybody. You know, just such a shame as well because we lost one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Yeah. But at least you got to meet him. You'll always have that memory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Alicia Day got to smoke a joint with him. Like, I guess you, yeah, you'll yeah, always have that super, memory. <laughs> super weird, you know. Like, I, I knew he was doing that, like, uh, back in the 60s when he was young. And he still had that, that way of smoking. Uh, what kids did back then, like, make a bowl of your hand and then, like, put the put the joint between a finger and then... Uh, huff on the on, on the hands, you know. I don't know. It was like this weird, this weird technique. And then, uh, you know, Kevin, who was also like to uh, smoke a joint, it was uh, it, it was kind of normal for us, you know, in the Netherlands to 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 do this. And also, you know, like I said, I got a lot of records from my dad, and he was um, he was also, you know, in the in the in the in the place where he was from. He did some stuff uh, for uh, music-wise. He not making music, but. He had a club, and uh, at one time, uh, even he got the Kings over in nice. his. Uh, in, so he has a lot of great stories about those times, you know. And uh, wow. so I knew he wasn't, you know, like clean cuts or whatever. So, but the funny thing to see my dad and Didi Ramon on one couch smoking, sharing a joint was like uh, super. It was funny, yeah. What a memory to have. That's so fucking cool. So you, you, one thing, though, that uh, I experienced, and I'm sure you did too, but when you saw the Ramones live, like yeah. how freaked out did you get when the lights dropped and the fucking good and the bad and the ugly music starts? Like that experience that, that I felt the, the times that yeah. I saw that, like there was nothing like it. You can't even begin to describe what that feels like to people, but yeah, it, yeah. it is the most amazing experience. It's like you know what's about to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But I, I think you know, for 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 me, it was only one time, so it wasn't like a, a pivotal moment at that time. You know, I, I knew that it was gonna start, of course. But maybe if you, I don't know, how many times did you see the room? I just saw them twice, but like, ah, okay, so yeah, well, uh, that's uh, uh, what is that? Uh, at least one hundred percent more than me. Uh, <laughs> Right or not? Or am I uh, calculating 50% wrong? more, okay. I think. It was 50% more because you saw him 50% out of my 100%. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, but but still, no, it was the entire uh, the entire evening, uh, you know. Also, because we weren't, uh, we were going to shows, of course, but 
go we had to go to Amsterdam because they played in Paradiso the 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 famous uh, Amsterdam uh, venue mm-hmm. and uh, we we just had started the Apers uh, so we were also like you know as a band trying to uh, uh, become better and cooler and you know stuff like what you do when you're in a band and then uh, all of a sudden it's we got to go to this show man we got to go to the Ramones and uh yeah, it was just such a... Yeah, it was great. Yeah. It's an experience, that's for sure, man. As soon as you see them walk onto the stage and you just hear that, what is their fault? You know, it's just, yeah. fuck. Yeah. I can just... I, I have just images of Joey. That's it. I don't even know how Johnny or uh, uh, probably CJ were, 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 were handling themselves. I cannot remember, you know. Only Joey, because he was also like totally... A lot of hair, you know, like yeah. huge hair, <laughs> like, and and with the with the mic stand, and that is like uh, such iconic imagery. Mm-hmm. But still, the other guys were lost behind him. Even even Johnny, I don't I don't remember anything of of, of Johnny. It's so weird. No, well, doesn't matter. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Joey was uh, for me. <laughs> Joey was the Ramones then that evening. Okay. Well, he's one of the, you know, he has the most gifted voice. So, and he was like the odd man out. Like, you know, he he went from being the drummer to fronting a band and yeah. ended up fronting the fucking greatest band of all time. Like, that's just such a bizarre yeah. thing. You know, like, you first of all, you're sitting behind a drum kit going, oh, yeah, we can do this. And then all of a sudden, eh, you should sing up front. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, good one.
uh, do you collect Ramones memorabilia or anything like that? Like, do you, are you one of those people like me that sees the Ramones logo and just doesn't matter what it is, I just buy it? <laughs> no, I just I got I got almost all the records. I don't have Adios Amigos, but that's uh, that's about it. Uh, I'm not I'm not collecting drumsticks or anything. I don't know <laughs> if you mean I don't know if you mean that, but. I don't have um, drumsticks yet. Uh, I'm sure I'll get them someday, but I don't have any yet. <laughs> no, but, you know, it's like um, I like to make a point, you know, at, also at the newspaper. If there's talk about, you know, old bands and then, of course, it's about, uh, yeah, most influential band is, uh, oh, it must be the Beatles or uh, uh, no, it's, uh, I don't know, uh, maybe uh, newer bands like Coldplay is a very influential band. I don't know stuff like that, and I always say, uh, no man, it's the Ramones. You got it's on on purpose. I always have to, and I say, no, that's what that dumb band with three chords. <laughs> then and then you, yeah, well, then you don't just don't get it, you know. It's like, uh, but I try to I try to put them uh, put them in there when we're talking about music with the art desk. What yeah. do you call that in uh, in English? Yeah, yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's. I think that, that that's one of the things that I think only now people are starting to realize their place, you know, like uh, over how important they were. And, you know, you see all these those lists in like Rolling Stone magazine, the 50 most important punk records and all this sort of shit. Yeah. And even though I hate lists, I think lists are so stupid because it's just somebody's opinion, you know, yeah. it's, it's and everyone has opinions, you know, so it doesn't really make sense. But uh, I think you know the fact that they're on they're on the covers of magazines you know now mainstream media like Rolling Stone magazine is mainstream and they were on the cover of that you know and so it's like oh okay yeah. someone gives a shit you know especially yeah, because sure, but I think you know I think they were they were always could have been on the cover of Rolling Stone right or is Rolling Stone they were the Rolling were huge in South America and uh, you know, they they were a force to be reckoned with I don't think they ever got the how do you say that? The appreciation of the critical know-it-all journalists, maybe. Mm. You know, it's like, and still, uh, it's it's always the, been the fans, I guess, for for them. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we're def- um, they're definitely a fans band more than critics. <laughs> like, definitely a fans band. I think that uh, I mean, because you know, the the fans are, are diehard for the Ramones. You know, like especially look at you know the the way they were in Brazil. Like that's a perfect example of how diehard their fans were. You know, yeah. like it wasn't just like a band that you're into one summer. It's like a band that you're into till the end. You know? Yeah, of course. And yeah. Uh, for you know, also in the south of Europe, which is also more. Let's uh, combine South America, Latin America, with where they originated from. You know, like Spain and and Italy, maybe. You know, like it's religion over there. You know, still like Ramones. It's uh, you know so much more than here in the north of uh, Europe. For uh, you're in you're in there until the end, like what you said. It's like, uh, and that feels also like being part of an. Um, an army almost, you know what I mean? You know, it's like, <laughs> yep. and, and the funny thing is, of course, they dressed alike and they had like the same haircuts or they were lucky enough to have like uh, the same, the all, all black hair. It was like, they, they looked, also looked the part. And I don't even think that was uh, like an, an image they created. Well, of course they created it, but 
You know, it wasn't thought, well, at least I hope, I don't know, but that was just the way they looked. Just like, uh, I don't know, dictators wore a lot of denim. They wore uh, leather jackets, you know, it was... Uh, yeah, cool. I think it was uh, Tommy uh, had the vision of how they should dress. I think it was because before that, when uh, Joey was in that band, what were they called? Sniper yeah. or something? The glam band he was wearing, like, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, glam sniper. pants and stuff like that. But then when in the Ramones, I think it was Tommy that had the idea, you know, of looking like a gang, you know? Yeah. So, and well. he nailed it. He fucking nailed it. Like, Tommy was yeah. the genius behind that band. He was like a, I know, one of those label reps at the, at the big labels that put together boy bands. You know, that's what Tommy was like <laughs> that in a way, you know. Like he, he had this really good vision, had this really good style, knew what, yeah. he want, what he thought the band should do, and he created it. And it's fucking genius. And no one can play drums like that guy. Nobody. Acid Eaters is. Uh, would you say that's the album that has, holds the, spe- the the most special place for you? Is the Acid Eaters record? No, uh, my favorite record is Road to Ruin. Cool. You know, uh, I think it has the most balanced songwriting. It has the, it's most poppy. I, I like uh, the slow songs a lot. Um, uh, She's the one is like my favorite Ramones uh, song. It, it's it's. Uh, I like the co- I mean, I like the cover. It's it's uh, it's their best for me. Yeah, it's a good record, man. I love the cover. I think that cover art is so iconic as well. The, yeah. It's, I we mean, did, I've got uh, that Joey tattooed on my leg because, you know, it's like I fucking love it so much. It's just the cartoon oh, really? st- stands out. It's just a really cool-looking cover. It's cool. I wanted, I want to tell you a story about uh, us playing a show of uh, the Apers. Us. I mean, I, we, I quit the band, like, already for years. But uh, we played a show in Dusseldorf or so- somewhere in Germany. And then this guy had the entire album tattooed on his belly. Oh, wow. You know? 
<laughs> that was like amazing and he was like showing it to everybody and we were like wow that's uh that's a great tattoo but of course he was also like just uh getting an old guy and then things get out of shape a little you know so uh, it was like uh like this botched botched what's what's the yeah, English botched, word? yeah yeah version of that uh, that cover well it was pretty cool to have it on his i think it was his belly or his chest i don't know somewhere i mean at least on the entire album really big on his body that was funny yeah <laughs> but you have it too so on your leg yeah just just the joey uh i've only got the joey on ah, my okay, leg i, I want to yeah, get yeah. uh the dd done on the other side but yeah oh yeah 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 cool so, my two <laughs> favorite songwriters and i'm going to get debbie harry in there as well so because you know she's like that way i've got the king and queen of punk so yeah yeah cool yeah, cool. sure. Awesome. And uh, one of the things I did want to ask you, because, I, I, by the way, how familiar are you with the Australian band The Hard-Ons? Well, not that familiar, but I know, uh, I, I mean, I cannot talk records with you about with The Hard-Ons. I only, actually, uh, Hard-Ons and maybe uh, you got this new, I don't know if it's a new band now, but, the, you know, the, the Chats and... Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? I like ACDC a lot, of course, but I don't know that much about Australian uh, bands, to be uh, honest. Oh, wow. So what what should I check out? Well, the reason that I see. asked about the hard-ons is because in the windowsill, the, yeah. you have a song called Lonely Nights. And when I yeah. first heard that song, the first thing I did was I messaged my friend and said, you need to listen to this song called Lonely Nights by the windowsill. It sounds like a fucking hard-ons tune. And my friend straight away jumped online and looked it up and found it goes, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. It sounds like the hard-ons, like something off Yummy. So- <laughs> okay, cool. I will, I, will, I will listen to it again then. Uh, cool. In the back of the bar, yeah, I'm trying to get her attention. But she's stuck with a friend. She's been going on forever. Oh, our eyes meet again. But she looks up at the ceiling Oh, I've never seen a girl like her I guess I must be dreaming It's hard to picture her Oh, 
That's why I was wondering if they were an influence on the songwriting because I know that they do really well in Europe and they go to Europe a fair bit. Uh, So I was just Uh, wondering if they were a band that was on your radar at all. No, yeah, well, I know, I I know of them, but I don't really listen to them like I do uh, to other bands. I mean, no, sorry, that's right. I will make it up to you. Well, if you're going to listen to any Hard Ons record, listen to, uh, say, uh, you can listen to them all. They're all really good. But the first the first album, Dick Cheese, is really good. And then you've got Love's a Battlefield, which is an absolute fucking ball terror. That's a great record from start to finish. Yeah. And I highly recommend Love's a Battlefield if you're going to check them out. And followed by Yummy, the album called Yummy, cool. which is what my friend said that Lonely Night sounded like it could have been a song off Yummy. Everywhere, it's left by my side She turns around 
I do have to ask, you've got like numerous projects on the go. How do you decide which band's going to get which songs? Uh, like, is that hard to do? Because, I mean, it's all within the same kind of family, the quote-unquote Ramones core thing. Like, yeah, is there sure. is, is it hard to decide? No, not, not really. Uh, you know, just uh, with Giant Eagles, uh, on purpose, I want to write about, you know, not really taboo, but, you know, like controversial stuff like suicide or murder or what else do we have? Um, dangerous stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, where is that uh, coming from? Like for, for to inspire that writing, where is that? Are you watching a lot of movies that, or is no, it news articles? That, could you work at the paper or? Well, I, no, I don't. I think because with Windowsill, I try to like uh, do some personal stuff mixed with some uh, uh, more just typical uh, hold your hand uh, love uh, love stories, you know, mm-hmm. and um, it has to, you know, the, the other band has to stand out and, and it has to be about, you know, and, and also the fact if you set a topic like, I don't know, a wolf that kills people, it's easier to write a song when you know the frame mm-hmm. of what you want to write about than just write down feelings, you know? Yeah. I mean, you do you see the difference? Yes, I do. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of easier to pick a topic uh, for for Giant Eagles, and of course we do we do love songs too uh, for Giant Eagles. But especially on the second album, we we, we chose some uh, ch- chose some more yeah controversial kind of subjects. You know, I was even not sure to to do a couple. You know, because of this. A whole, uh, the whole woke yeah, uh, and cancel culture and all to, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And I was a little bit scared that some things would have been interpreted as something I really believe, you know. But it's just a, an outlet for, you know, like uh, having a little, a bit of fun, and uh, you see it as a comic book, you know, as an adult uh, uh, graphic novel comic book. You can make songs about that. That's what the dwarves do. That's what uh, <laughs> I saw someone on Twitter was... trying to cancel the dwarves, and I was like, "You're a bit late, mate. They've only been doing this for thirty odd years. Like, uh, yeah, about time you caught yeah, up." <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but still, there might be some valid points. You know, like I I don't even know how to how to uh, to which line to walk in this whole discussion. So I can imagine people being upset. But I can also uh, imagine uh, people really liking it. So uh, pff, I don't know. Just but still, we talked about it, and then we just said, "Fuck it, we're just going to do it the way we want to do it, and uh, put everything uh, on it the way we want to do it." And then if someone is angry or upset, yeah, well.
was really interested in where the subject matter from Giant Eagles came from because, yes, it like it was a much darker content than what you were doing with, say, the windowsill or when you were at Time in the Apers. So, yeah, yeah. it was interesting to see, like, oh, where's it getting all this wolf stuff from and whatever. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, uh, like like I said, just have a cool cool topic and and make a story around it. I don't, I, yeah see something on TV, Discovery Channel, I don't know. It's like uh, stuff like that. The artwork that you have on those records, the Eagles itself, yeah. like was that something um, when you started the band, is that, did you have like the whole vision in mind, like this is how we're going to do things? Because, you know, there's no band name written on the album. You know, it's just like you walk, yeah, you're yeah, flicking through the record and you see this giant eagle staring at you. You're just going to be like, what the yeah. fuck's this? You know, was that like part well, of the vision that you had from day one? Was like, we're just going to put an eagle on the cover or is it, just come over time or something i don't know no 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 we had uh or at least i had uh, i wanted to have uh, an ego in a leather jacket that was from the beginning on i i made a mood board board for the for the artist and uh, a guy from Rotterdam, silos uh, who is uh, just a you know a really talented painter as an artist you know and i knew he could do this and i just kind of moved him in the right direction uh, and I have the, the both paintings are uh, I have them both at my house. You know, it's like they're a lot bigger than, of course, the, the album cover, but uh, they're real paintings. And um, wow, uh, for the for the second one, yeah, it was the same. I needed to find an iconic suit, and uh, at least uh, as a, iconic as a leather jacket. So now we have the space uh, suit, and for the yeah, for it's gonna be a a, a, a difficult task to. Uh, get a, a third one you know it's like uh, but th- it, this is part of the part of the and also i think part of the success of the first album i, I mean success there were only like uh, 250 uh, press so let's not uh, over uh, exaggerate that but still uh, a lot of people were from huh? which band is this you know like that's was mm-hmm. part of the mystique you know even simon the singer said we shouldn't put our names uh, uh, on it that would have been even even cooler but in the end, we put our names on it. So, uh, but still, yeah. So it is part of the plan. It's a very cool plan because you know it's like a like those record covers are very attractive to look at. Like when you flick through, like they stand out. They really do stand out, and that's I guess what you want when you're designing a record cover. You want it to stand yeah. out from everybody else. And the fact that it is nothing more than just a painting of a eagle in a leather jacket or eagle in a spacesuit, it's that. Yeah that intrigues you straight away just like what is this like what's it sound like i mean the the leather jacket should tell you right away what it's going to sound like you know you're like ah, you're gonna like this you know like so but yeah i was blown away from the first listen immediately i was just like holy shit this band fucking rules i don't i need to know more about it and then you know you start to dig around and then you find out oh it's a guy from the windowsill yeah well cool thanks (laughs) Yeah, well, before I let you go, because I have kept you for quite some time, but uh, is there? Um, yeah, I know you said that you're working on some new songs, but you also got another project going. Is there anything you can reveal about that at the moment, or is that still under wraps? It's kind of under wraps, uh, but some people know know about it. You know, like uh, the labels, we're we're uh, always uh, cooperating with uh, with uh, Windowsill and Giant Eagles know of this new thing. It's going to be. Uh, close to uh, close to uh, it's going to be Ramon quote unquote Ramon's core of course uh, but uh, it's with a bunch of different guys and um, we're still in the uh, actually tomorrow I'm going to do some singing on it so uh, we, we're still in the midst of recording it and uh, I don't know 
when or where or which label is going to put it out and how it's going to end uh, the end product. You know, I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know yet. But it's it's fun to do. You know, it's like everybody with windowsill and with uh, giant eagles uh, all the guys have like uh, different and very busy lives also so and also with the whole corona thing it's not easy to get together and uh, these guys had the time and they asked me to join them i'm not i'm not the driving force behind this band i just cooperated on a few songs but uh, the 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 other guys had some uh, stuff written already and um yeah it's going to be a, a 14 track record and uh, i think it's going to be fun a little uh, a little shorter uh, than uh, what you're used to of my writing nice if that makes any sense no i'm, I'm so. really keen to hear it because uh, it just sounds i mean I, I like your work i just do and uh, i will say it i'm a fan so cool. which, thanks thank you which is why i asked you to you know to come on today yeah. and uh, and talk about all this cool stuff and i'm really excited for anything that you've got coming uh you've got you know it's like you've had a pretty decent career i can't believe uh, i fleetingly met you in germany in 2002 yeah, I, that was bizarre i'm sure neither cool. of us remember that but um, i know yeah. i met everybody in the apers that night thank you so much for hanging out i really do appreciate it like i know, like i said i know you've got millions of other things you could be doing today but you know the fact that you took time out to chat about this uh is just awesome i really do appreciate it i'm very grateful that you found the time for this cool yeah no no problem thank you so much for uh, for inviting me and uh, i mean i think we had a, a great uh, conversation about a lot of stuff not only about Ramones, but uh, the life in general and this whole uh, thing that's going on in the world right now. You know, it's good. good. Yeah, for sure, man. And you're, uh, you know, we got we got talk about your other bands. Hopefully, when your new projects albums come out, uh, maybe yeah. we can catch up again and uh, and talk about you know how that's all going. That's so. Cool. In the future, uh, actually, this month also Jerry is coming because uh, I have we've got the home uh, studio at my place. He's gonna play the bass for the new windowsill record, nice. which is actually already done for like a while now, but still it needs it needs a bass guitar. But uh, and then uh, we're gonna try and uh, get that out as soon as possible. You know, so awesome. um, yeah. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate it. Like I said, thanks heaps. Well, you have a fucking great weekend. And like I said, thanks again for doing this. And we'll, we'll catch up really soon. Cool. And thanks for having me. And uh, good luck with, uh, with the show. Thank you very much, man. Take care. Turn them on!